is in short Sports Los Angeles. As we do every week, we bring you all the latest news on all your favorite LA teams on your favorite podcast. That might be a little presumptuous, but you know what? I'm claiming it anyway. We also keep you updated on social media, so if you haven't done so, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, MySpace, AOL, Prodigy. Oh, we Am should I have a MySpace. MySpace. You we should do a MySpace. <laughs> still around? That'd be awesome. Uh, you can get all the info for that on guysinshorts.com. On the show this week, we'll be talking about the hottest team in baseball. We'll also be talking about the Dodgers. Oh. <laughs> well played. Well played. Te- technically, well played. it's true. I, I saw it coming. Angels but are hot right now. You earned it. You earned it. <laughs> also, the Cowboys came to town to take on the Rams in the first preseason game. We'll be oh, talking yeah. about that. Ooh, and the Rams made a big trade over the weekend that, of course, we need to discuss. Yes. The Chargers and Galaxy played, and uh, I think to fill our LeVar Ball quota, we'll uh, touch on his amazing shootout with Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> the big three. Oh, man. All that plus, we have a segment this week that you're not going to want to miss. If you're a fan of the show, you're going to love it. If you're a new listener, then it's the perfect way to get to know us, or at least to know <laughs> At least ben. one of us. <laughs> I'll just leave that right there. Let's get to this. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Happy birthday, Magic Johnson. Hey, happy uh, birthday, Magic. LeBron is coming to the league. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Darren Besa. Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Oh, my gosh. I miss Hawaii. <laughs> ben Garcia. <clears throat> Hoop-de-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played, my friend. And Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. Here. Right here. This is where we will rebuild our civilization. Has everything we need. Fresh air. Clean water. And sweet acoustics. <laughs> wow. Is that Game of Thrones? That's from the movie Trolls. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no troll left behind. Thank you. Victor knows what I'm talking about. You are a dad. Oh, yeah. It's on repeat. My five-year-old daughter now writes my entrance. <laughs> Shout That's out good to you, right there. <laughs> uh, well, you're a good dad. Well done. That's well nice. done. Besa, you're back. Yes, get, I am Get your back. legal situation straightened out or what? Where were you? What happened? Well, I was in Hawaii, but you guys oh. thought I was somewhere in the Cayman Islands taking oh. care of some sort of STD. How dare you guys? You gotta put, What's up with that? You gotta take care of your phone. These texts were coming in. Yeah. We don't know what to yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my gosh. But you know what? My phone. So I'm in Hawaii. I'm doing some cliff diving. Wait, so so Darren was actually active on our yes. text thread halfway through the week, and then suddenly nothing. nothing. We hear nothing from him. And I, I'm dead. And basically, I, I went and... Jumped off a cliff, and my stupid ass <laughs> literally was with me in my pocket. So my phone obviously dies. I take it out of my pocket. It's not coming to uh, life. What does any Asian in Hawaii do? <laughs> you got to put it in rice. Right. No, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you get yeah. rice in a Ziploc yeah. bag. There you exactly. go. Exactly. You find the nearest supermarket. You grab the smallest bag of rice you can possibly afford, because rice there is amazingly expensive. And Everything you shove it in there, and it doesn't work. So, uh, you by just the time shoved it, it in? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I leave it in there, and well, it just does STDs? not work. Your wife said you did it on purpose just to upgrade your phone. Is that any truth to that? Uh, no, I feel I like didn't. jumping yeah, off a cliff with your phone. phone. It's not like yeah. if I wanted a new phone, I'd get a new phone. But no, no, I did oh, not do right. it on purpose. It's a big baller statement over there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. Thank you. So much. Good to have you back, my friend. Feels good to be back at full strength. Yeah, yes, it really yes, does. It's been a while. So true. Oh, listeners, you are in for a treat. Let's start with the Dodgers. Do we have to? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because because actually, it's it's for once more exciting to talk angels. I feel like. Yeah, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll give Come it to on. you. Come on, you guys time. have you guys have had the rainbows and butterflies for for too long. We get it one week. Speaking of that, we're gonna go a little hate couch. At least I am. Oh, right now on the Dodgers, because yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yada yada yada. They uh, keep winning series. They beat the. You know, Padres two out of three. You know, whatever. It's all good. Um, there is my oh useless stat of the week. <laughs> by I didn't know where he was That's going with that. <laughs> Sorry, ready that. to go. No, no, no. If the Dodgers play 500 ball from here until the end of the season, they'll still have 107 wins. That's insane. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Well done. But back to the hate couch. You know, there's a, there's a couple of things that are bugging me about them. Number one is that the, the the bullpen seems to be giving up a lot of home runs. They've been kind of lucky where there hasn't been you know that many people on base for these home runs. Um, so some of them have hurt the Dodgers. Some of them not so much. But still, it's just not a good. Uh, it's it's like a downward twend twend trend <laughs> yeah. for their for their bullpen. Trolls. Yeah. Uh, second thing that kind of <laughs> bugs me about the Dodgers is that I feel like their win, you know, win-run differential is is getting cl- smaller and smaller. In other words, they're not creaming teams like they used to. You know, they're winning games by one run, they're winning games by you know two runs here and there, and they're barely squeaking by. I don't like that. Uh, it's another downward trend that I don't like yeah. with the Dodgers. And it's funny you mentioned that. That was something that I was going to bring up also after our total love fest that we had last week <laughs> is the Dodgers went and lost the next day because that's what guys in yes. shorts do. Yeah. So we talk so, good about yeah. a team, talk, yeah. speak well about a team, whatever. Right. I mean, I'm not an English guy. So uh, maybe Jeff should reconsider doing that Angels update. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. To Victor's point, you know, they are winning games 4-3 and 6-4 and so the bats have been hot so they've been able to overcome adversity when they do give up those runs. But last year they kind of had the arch down of winning that 1-0 game that 2-0 game and that's not what they're doing right now right now they are they're out clobbering teams right. which is great because they're hot right now but once you get in the playoffs you're going to be playing the elite of the elite and so these teams aren't going to right. uh, you know allow you to score as many runs as you have been during the regular season so that does concern me a little bit the amount of runs that they're they're scoring they're giving up yeah. and then the other thing that just makes me a little bit uneasy because we saw it with the Golden State Warriors of two years ago it just seems like a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers are going to win it all. Mm. At least we are, or at least get there. <laughs> and that just makes me so uneasy yeah. because yeah. yes, they're playing great, and yeah, I could see it happening. But usually, when it's a foregone conclusion, is when it goes the other way. So you know, it it's just, a good it just, it just makes me nervous. If, if things looked, are too good, if you looked yeah. at records, yeah. it'd be the Dodgers and the Astros in the World Series right now, yeah. and you know that there's no way it's going to be those two teams yeah. in the end. I, you know, I like to take some time to kind of demote. Been here because you have not had enough hate on the Dodgers. Listening to last week's episode, there was a lot of love. And Victor, you need to replace uh, Ben over here on the hate couch right now because Ben was in you, rare form. Yes, last he really week. was loving yeah. on them yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. This is the best team I've ever seen. Oh, here we go. <laughs> see, you know what it is. Get off my couch. So <laughs> hey, listen, I call, I call it like I see it. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and sugarcoat shit. I'm not going. I'm not going to Mike Trout or not Mike Trout it. I'm going to tell the <laughs> truth. <laughs> trying to do the Mike math Trout on that one. Naturally good. <laughs> just forcing you know Mike Trout is. into conversation. <laughs> for those of you who are just to uh, hate on him, him for and those of you listening, 
you can't hear it, but Ben no longer has his facial hair, so he's gone soft. Yeah. Evil oh, Ben, yeah, he does. Evil yeah. Ben you got has Steph Curry on yeah, this? he has the mustache. <laughs> he's in, has I'll the mustache. I'll still whoop your ass. Comes in angry. Belly you know, looks a little soft. Now he shaves. He talks about the great, greatest team he's ever seen. He's smiling. I don't like this guy. I just had my second daughter. You yeah. know, listen, give me a break. Here. Where's your edge? You lost your edge. No, you changed. You'll be back. Edge. Don't even know you anymore. <laughs> it'll be back the second half of this segment. Nice, nice. Okay, so you're unconvinced. That that there's anything wrong with the team. The only thing is there that worries anything me. that concerns you? Yeah, the, the only thing that worries me is the mental side of the game. Is when you get to the playoffs, when you're down four to three, you can win 162 games in that situation. But when you're when it counts, when you're you know one game away from being eliminated, do you have the mental fortitude to be able to push through and still win that game? And to this point, the Dodgers haven't been able to prove it because they haven't been put in that situation. So to me, that's the only thing that worries me going into the playoffs. But I think that the team that we have assembled right now with Dave Roberts as, at, at the helm, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't foresee any team in the National League or in the American League stopping the Dodgers. I think that they will win the World Series this year. Wow! And you have to remember they're doing this without Kershaw. So Which I mean, is, that's I've, huge. I've already forgot yeah. he. That, <laughs> <laughs> I've already forgot that he's not pitching anymore. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. We might be a better team without him. Whoa! Not right, Whoa. get out of here. Whoa! <laughs> Listen, I say it about Mike Trout. I say it about the Dodgers. You know, if the Dodgers could make a, a trade for Clayton Kershaw with what we've got right now, it may not be the worst thing in the world. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> that is just. That might be the dumbest thing you said on this podcast. Only because the trade deadline has passed. But had I said that before, it wouldn't have been that dumb. I agree with Ben. No. Oh, no. really? Hold you on. guys are Hammer? crazy. <laughs> you're giving Eric the best pitcher wow, this is... in Major League Baseball, and you're going to trade him away. You win it with a team, not <laughs> with think, one player. I think they have so. They much have the team, they have and s- they have the best they pitcher. They have so much talent elsewhere. You could get so much in return. But for what him. do they yes. need? The, the, exactly, they don't need anything. So exactly, they, so it's, keep it's Kershaw. Point, so keep him. I, I agree with that. <laughs> right. But I also could see if they wanted to shop him around and try to get you know. Yeah, if just, they were the Angels and yeah. they had the best player. Oh wait. Yeah. You guys do the have. Angels would give us Mike Trout straight up. For that, that's not. That's not a good. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm sorry for that one. That's. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's no way you get rid of Kershaw. Just, just no way. I, I could see it. I could see a situation where. Yes. Where it would benefit the Dodgers, given the injury history, especially now. Every year, it seems like it's it's a it's a flare up that maybe mm-hmm. he's not as untouchable as maybe we thought previously. Right. So that that that's where I agree with Ben that it. He, he's not off the table anymore. Oh, I, I, think, I think he's totally off the table. You think he's still oh, off the table? Completely off the table. Yeah. Even, okay. I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't think the Dodgers no. are no. no, I don't think not they will for the same years. reason. But what I'm no. saying is that I think what we're doing right now shows that if they were to get rid of him, it's an option. It's yeah. an option. Yeah. I think it's the end of the world. And this is a situation where the Dodgers have depth, unlike the Angels, which we don't have any. Yeah. So yeah. you get that Kershaw contract off, which is what, 215 so million dollars, and his bad back? Yeah. So, I mean, but to be truth be told, yeah, but he's, he's, he's getting towards he's the end com- of that contract. Well, no, he's not coming. He's coming out of player option soon, and yeah, so options. he's probably going to opt out, and the Dodgers will have to try to re-sign him. That's where the problem is going to come. And this Dodgers segment is really long. Let him. <laughs> let him. <laughs> that really is a good, yeah. <laughs> good thing we're keeping it short with the Dodgers yeah. this week. All right, uh. let's move on to <laughs> the hottest team in baseball, <laughs> and that's not a lie. That is technically true. Is it? They are on not? a six. Hey, while you were. Hey, why don't you go back to Hawaii, Derek? <laughs> I'm in Hawaii. While I'm you were gone, island life. the Angels took two games from Baltimore and four games from the Mariners, who are both also in the wild card hunt in the American League. That's on a six-game win streak. Yeah. Your Los Angeles Angels. 
You know, coming coming this late into the season, what do we have, like a month and a half or so of, of baseball, this is what you need. We're getting some good offense production out of Trout. We're getting some good offense production from Simmons. We have C.J. Crone, who's actually doing very well. It kind of reminds me of back in the days of him in preseason when he was kind of uh, doing a, ma- a massive uh, damage up at the plate. But we, we're starting to see some production coming from this team, and that's what we want. And hopefully... We've been actually winning than yeah. like the galaxy. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, Darren. Go ahead. <laughs> so going going this late into the season, <laughs> this is what we need. This is what the Angels are looking for. So good for them getting those two yeah. games from Baltimore and taking that sweep from uh Seattle. I just like to point out that we have been uh, made fun of for keeping our hopes alive at a postseason run. Yes. And if the season ended today, the Angels are in the second wild card spot right yes. now. Are you guys above 500? You guys, we are we above are, 500. We are, we are 61 games. and 58. Wow. Yes. yes. Uh, winning, winning these last six games were huge for us because both Baltimore and uh, Seattle are, are right are. in the hunt. And they're, I mean, let's be honest, there are about five teams that are right. You know, within two and a half games you of each Minnesota other, Minneapolis game, a game actually half a yeah, game Minnesota, back. You have Texas Kansas, not too far behind. You have Kansas City, uh, who, Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2014. Obviously, that Kansas City playoff game wasn't really much fun to watch. But oh, you quick know what? shout out to uh, Brendan uh, who pointed out last week Kirk I Patrick. made an, uh, an editorial error when I said Kansas City won in 2014. Uh, what I meant to say is no one cares who won in 2014. <laughs> Kansas City exactly. won in 2015. 15, yes. Okay, moving on. Carry, carry on, Angels. You know, if you look at who we are playing uh, further out into the next month and a half ago, or month and a half or so left, we still have 10 games we need to play against Houston. We're still playing another nine games against uh, Seattle or so. So right now is a time that counts that the Angels really need to go ahead and keep that lead because right now it's only our Wild card spot to lose. So hopefully we uh, hold on tight. How awesome has Parker Bridwell been? Yeah. Who? Huge surprise. Parker. Peter this Parker. Is, this is a rookie. He's 26 a 26-year-old rookie. <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones character. Who we picked up for cash sounds from like a, Baltimore back like in April. Sounds like a millennial. And he has been a stud <laughs> yeah. pitcher for us. He, yeah. uh, he, The Angel, useless stat of the week by Victor Costello, presented by Jeff Wilson. Uh, the Angels are 11-1 and one when he's pitched. Yeah. So, and we kind of give have to give some shout out to uh, Mr. Epler on that uh, finding that gem in the rough right there. Absolutely. Parker Bidwell, also known as Mr. String Bean, because he's all long and lengthy <laughs> up on yeah. the mound. Mr. Olive Oil. <laughs> Olive Oil. <laughs> yeah, he has some heat to his ball though. Um, but yeah, give it up for Mr. Uh, Epler for uh, finding some talent in that. And going back to uh, some useless stats of the week, he hasn't lost a game since uh, June. 30th. Dude, you just yeah. called him out. He's going to lose next week. I know. <laughs> Come on, Spacer. Congrats right. on your loss. You're going, you're going back to Hawaii tomorrow. Please send He's me. gone eight <laughs> minutes <laughs> of no-hit ball. <laughs> There's a GoFundMe page, by the way. Out indefinitely uh, with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Oh. Come on, Hammer. We already have five pitchers on the DL. Speaking of which, can you name your starting five now? I have no idea because they're, they're, all on the, they're all on the DL. Yeah. I can tell you the ones that are on the DL. Parker. Garrett Richards, Andrew Heaney, uh, Matt Shoemaker, Nick Tropiano, and Alex Meyer. Parker uh, Bukowski over Heaney, there. Heaney, 
Uh, there is talk that he could be coming back this week. Yeah, yeah. He's looking uh, pretty healthy. He actually pitched a game on Sunday, went seven innings, only gave up uh, one uh, earned run. So uh, he is very close to coming back. Last year, he was out for Tommy John surgery. And I thought, you know, he would definitely be out for the remainder of this season. He came back, uh, came back healthy, came back stronger and faster than expected. So, yes, our starting rotation definitely needs him as uh, we can definitely use him. Absolutely. So hurry back. Yep. But let's stay hot, Angels. Yeah. Can, I, can, going. I a, can I ask a question? Sure. I had asked you earlier in the season. As long as it's nice. It is. <laughs> I had asked you earlier in the season. You saw the, the Angels making the playoffs. And so I asked what side of the baseball, you know, was it the offense? Was it the defense? Was it pitching? You yes. Know, what, what was it that was going to make that team great? So I'm going to ask you now, three, four, three and a half, four months removed from that question, Who's, what's the best facet of the Angels team, and what's going to take you into the <laughs> right, playoffs? Right. How did this happen? They're that in the is, American League. That's how it happened. Oh. That is a good question because this team, the frustrating thing about this team is they have flashes of greatness, greatness in, yeah. in all aspects. And I'll say, if I had to say one thing, I'd say defense. As we know, Angleton Simmons is incredible at shortstop. You know, Mike Trout continues to do Mike Trout things defensively. Our our well, catcher Maldonado, Maldonado always, always behind the plate runs from uh, the steals from second. So yeah, yeah I mean, his his batting average has dropped down into the one hundreds, but they still will yeah. not take him out because he's pitchers love him, the team loves him. He's a he's a just a great presence on the team. Um, so defense would be the one thing, but it, it's been frustrating because. The team just hasn't been able to fire on all cylinders. We've seen it yeah. through patches of the season, but now's when they got to turn it on. And for the last six games, we've been seeing that great offense with great defense. And going back to uh, Ben's point, before you don't get that, before it was either pitching or it was either uh, offense and hitting, but you you get that all together. You actually have a team, which we have been actually a team for the last uh, six games now, maybe seven games, but... You know, they just gotta be a team. Now, one other, gotta, one other, <laughs> one other <laughs> where's that? The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stat, stat correction: um, the Angels are not the hottest team in baseball right now. Uh oh. They are seven and three in their last ten. The Boston Red Sox are eight and two. In their last ten, yeah, and to bring it back to the Dodgers, the Dodgers are eight and two. <laughs> eight and two in their last ten. <laughs> We're not talking last ten. We're talking last six. Victor, thank you six very much. Is the magic number for this evening. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got football to talk about. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm yeah. excited for the Galaxy uh, A little big three. Oh, and that kind of football oh, sorry. also. Sorry. Galaxy. <laughs> is there another kind? And also, oh, I feel like this is going to be our new favorite segment. Featuring our own D1 Ben Garcia. Oh. You're not going to want to miss oh, it. It's like Stump the Schwab. <laughs> we'll be right back. To build a championship team, today's general managers analyze their players using data and metrics. What if that same information were available to help you maximize the success of your business? Enter Snowfly. Snowfly works with both large and small businesses to identify and collect data relevant to their specific goals. Snowfly's innovative analysis and reporting tools define critical behavior metrics in employees and can drastically improve your hiring and overall productivity. Go to snowfly.com or call 877-SNOWFLY. That's 877-SNOWFLY. Call today. We are back. Uh, Chocolate-covered macadamia nuts brought to us by Darren Besa. Excellent job, sir. Thank you for those. Welcome. Yeah. Warm nuts feel so good in your mouth. <laughs> nice and 
<laughs> we got a show title. Way to take it there. Listen, no, how do you not take it there? That's what we do. Uh, a little salty for my taste, but no. good job. All right. Before we get into some football, let's talk about the uh, big three that took place at Staples this week, right? Yeah. Big three. There was an amazing uh, four-point shooting contest that Mm -hmm. took place uh, between uh, our very own Ice Cube and... uh, He is ours. Yeah. And uh, certain balls... Speaking of balls. (laughs) Balls. Balls are on your mind. Um, (laughs) And it was horrible. It, LeVar Ball, right? Yeah, LeVar no, Ball. Be, it was, it was Baja. Le, LeVar Ball's ours, too. We have to claim him. Yeah. yeah better I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Default. I guess. And but, it, so uh, it, was, it was, what, the most four-pointers in 90 seconds? <laughs> yeah. How many did they uh, score? It must have been a lot with all the smack talking. Cube hit two. Yeah. Two. <laughs> and and Faja <laughs> hit uh, one. Faja. Yeah, he hit one. So and, wow. and, and some of I mean most of his were air balls. Like it was embarrassing. Wow. Yeah. 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 Lavar so hit through a lot, lot of air balls. <laughs> I mean, and then wow. the one that he hit, like if you watch the video, the one that he hit, and he, this is great potting. He throws his hands up in the air like he won, like he won everything. Like he was like oh, the yeah. best <laughs> shooter that's ever been on this planet. That's, that's and you're like, brand. dude, you hit one at the very end. Like he's he's lucky to hit that one. Yeah. It's a buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah. that's on brand for Lavar Ball. <laughs> totally on brand. Did you guys uh, watch any of it? Yeah, I was, I've, I've caught yeah, some I was, games. Yeah, I was watching yeah. some of it today, and I, I, I've caught a bit some some games here and there, and I I really want to get behind it because of the the way they've marketed it and the players that they got, and I, I really like the the idea behind it, but the play is the play is really hard to watch. Yeah, my I have a I have a big issue with with the half court. It's just it's not exciting to watch, especially now in today's NBA where you're running and gunning and up and down the court and here these guys just they they brick a shot and then okay, just go right back into it and it's two guys in the paint and everyone else just clears out. It's just not not fun to watch. I think that has yeah. to more to do with the fact that there's only three players on the court versus there being five players on the court. Well, yeah, of I course. think that that's the there's a lot more standing and watching because there's so much more open space that it allows the dribbler to be able to, you know, get into the key or, or, or you know, kind of maneuver himself more so than you do when you've got five players on the court. I don't think that that's a function of, where, you know, playing half court versus having five players on the court. My my biggest thing is these guys are old. <laughs> they're old, they're out of shape, and it's like you're watching something in slow motion. That's my biggest pet peeve. When, when, when I'm watching something, I don't want to feel like I could compete. You know, hey, let me ask you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I can go out there Wait, and me, do what some of these guys are doing. Vic, if you took the 1987 Lakers and the 1987 Celtics today, same teams, and you put them on a court, you wouldn't you wouldn't be fascinated by that, even though you probably could play as good as those guys that are now in their 50s. You mean at the age that they are right now? Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to watch that. Oh, I would. No. You, you know that somebody would I'd, throw a punch. I would watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think you'd want it, because that's how I thought about the big yes. threes. You think you want to watch I it. See Charles Oakley until you see it, to Yeah, the until court. you see I mean, you trust me, you'd two minutes in, you'd be like, damn, why am I watching this? But those two minutes, I'd really, no, really... They'd be, no, it would be horrible. It would be horrible. You're probably right. Yeah. It would be horrible. I suppose now when I think about it. And when you say it like that, it would be horrible. Why don't they just play around the world? Oh, horse? horse I think horse. Yeah, I'd horse. watch horse. Yeah. Let's talk about the Rams real quick. Cowboys came to town in the first preseason game of the NFL. And as Victor Costello always says, the first preseason game pretty much dictates 
who's going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Victor, I That's love exactly you exactly what I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Rams <laughs> beat the Cowboys 13-10 to 10 in what was not an impressive game, although a, a good defensive game by the Rams. Sounds I think like I'd a Rams say. game. You guys, I, know, I was going to say, I, isn't I, that every game last year a good defensive game? Can we talk about the first <laughs> yeah. the first touchdown? That's what I'd like to talk How about. How did Johnny Hecker do? first touchdown by the Rams. I was at the game. It was great. Great to be back at the Coliseum. I would love to tell you that Jared Goff marched down the field <laughs> and threw a perfect touchdown pass yeah. to Cooper Cup, who who did score the touchdown. <laughs> but I cannot tell you that. <laughs> because he did not march down the he he marched a little ways down the field. Yeah. Because and of then, a uh, and then and then Johnny Hecker had to punt and whoever was receiving botched it and uh, we regained the ball. So that was where most of the yardage came from down the field. <laughs> MVP. And MVP. Uh, that got us into the red zone. Okay. And you settled uh, for a field goal. Todd Gurley ran for a couple negative yards. And then I think he, he, he got, got maybe a five yard. He went run. four. Yeah. He got yeah, two yards. Four. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh That's a galaxy update. Uh, Cooper Cup did have a great uh maybe twelve, fifteen like, yard reception. Yeah, kind of a slot run. And slot then pass. Jared Goff uh threw to uh, Robert Woods in the yeah. end zone. And he then fumbled it, <laughs> and Cooper Cup that wasn't on top part of the of play. It. That wasn't part of the play. <laughs> and, uh, if it was, it was brilliant <laughs> and executed perfectly. In fact, you know what? We'll go with that. It was executed like it. perfectly. Like that play, right, awesome. Go. Jared Goff is the real Fumble-lia. deal. <laughs> Close the book. He went. He went three for four, and. <laughs> Unfortunately, Robert Woods did drop that pass in the end zone, and Cooper Cup did recover it. But uh, you know, it should have been a touchdown if yeah. if Robert Woods held on That's to the true. ball. It was on him. It would have been a clean touchdown pass. It's just unfortunate that Robert Woods just dropped it. All right. Well, it was a preseason game, and Vic will say it doesn't matter. So let's not spend too much time on that. <laughs> because let's do talk about the big trade that happened over the weekend. Yes. The Rams traded away cornerback EJ Gaines, and they a updated their offensive line. Two round pick in 2018 for Sammy Watkins, wide receiver Sammy. from the Buffalo Bills, and yeah. a sixth round pick next season. You want to know why Robert Woods dropped the ball? Sammy Watkins is back to take his number one spot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. you got to feel horrible if you're Robert Woods. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Finally escaped the shadow of Sammy Watkins, and then who do the Rams trade for? Yeah. There he is. Besa. What do you think about the trade? I think it's a very good trade for the Rams. Right now, our depth at the wide receiver position um, is looking very good. This gives another weapon for Jared Goff. You look at Sammy Watkins' history, cast aside his injuries alone and his um, foot issues, he brings some good yardage to the game. He averages 16 yards per game. He's going to be our deep threat kind of guy, and I don't think... He's going to be in direct competition with Robert Woods. I think, Eric, you mentioned that um, through text thread. (laughs) You know, Robert Woods, he's that outside kind of guy, and he has some good hands, so he's going to provide some protection when the runners uh, decide to go ahead and go left side or right side. But this causes a lot of confusion for the opponents. You set up Robert Woods, you set up uh, Sammy Watkins, you throw in Tyler Higbee or Gerald Everett. There's so much potential for Goff to go ahead and throw a pass to. That this overall is a good trade for the Rams. I am shocked. I thought you're gonna, you're, you're gonna I'm poop surprised all over that. you're the rainbows and butterflies <laughs> version of this. Should I, because should we I'll move tell you what, Because I I hope you're right. Because this if this goes the right way, 
Yeah. Definitely, we've seen that he can be a stud number one guy, and he instantly raises the value of both Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Yeah. Because it gives a deep weapon. We saw in this game, Dallas teams are still not taking our passing game seriously. Yeah. And they're they still just going to stop the run. Absolutely. They shouldn't. Until we prove them wrong. Yeah. And Sammy Watkins is the kind of weapon that could turn the tide on that. The problem is, and you said it, his injury history. Yeah. You can't set that aside. And he's not going to be on the field. He's going to be hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, you you get him for his last year of his contract, which is only $625,000 or so. That's it? So we give up a second round draft pick. But in return... You're okay with that? We, we give him EJ Gaines. EJ Gaines is our cornerback. We got a BV staff of cornerbacks. In addition to that... EJ Gaines was not projected to be a starter. So what we lose is a second round draft pick. The reason why this works well for the Rams is because of Tavon Austin. If Tavon Austin doesn't work well with McVay's uh, scheme, you cast Tavon uh, Austin aside, some other team picks him up, we might be able to get back that second round draft pick. We are that deep in wide receivers. That's what bugs that... me the most is that second round pick. No, I don't to think To give so. that up no. for him. No. So so with Sammy Watkins, if oh. I was to give you an over-under average offensive output per game at 20 points, would you take the over? That's the in right games number. he plays in. No, no, no. Just, no, just, just in general. In general. In general. Oh, no, because he's only going to play in four games. So that means you guys... Are, <laughs> How dare you? That means you're going go, to you're gonna go two and eight in your first ten, and Goff won't be your quarterback by week 12, or by yeah, week 11. I would, I would say I would, no, I because they, they didn't do anything really to their offensive line. I mean, Gurley's still going to get hit behind is the Benedict line. Benedict Arnold, has he, has he started showing up yet? Benedict, Benedict <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> it's not even close. Aaron Donald? No. Aaron Donald. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know who he was talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was completely it's only because that's the only player that anybody cares to yeah, know if seriously. he's shown up yet. Seriously. Aaron Donald, so, unfortunately, has not shown up I'll tell up you this. Yet. With with that pickup, I think with Tavon Austin, with Cooper Cup, with Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, I think this is the true testing ground for Jared, Gro- Jared Goff. Does he have talent? If he could spread it around to these receivers, then you know you made the right choice. I agree. This is the year that Jared Goff really needs to go ahead and prove himself. Who's your backup? Year. Is it uh, Sean Mannion? What happened to uh, uh, your quarterback Keenum? last season? Case Keenum. Yeah, there he is. Oh, there he is. I think he's he's managing a Del Taco yeah. in Costa Rica. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be sweet justice? Wouldn't it be sweet justice wherever he's playing, if their top quarterback goes down, Case Keenum comes in and just lights, lights up the up. league? Oh, wow. <laughs> but that will never happen. What if he's on the, char- never what if he's on the Chargers and that Case happens? Keenum. <laughs> Oh, even worse. All right, (laughs) moving on and speaking of Chargers, they played the Seahawks. Apparently they have no defense because it was 48 to 17. (laughs) I think that's all we have to say about that. There was one more thing about the the Chargers. I saw an article that they couldn't even outdraw the LA Galaxy (laughs) for StubHub. Gotcha, bitch. Oh, really? Wait, not StubHub. What's it called now? Yeah, the StubHub Center. So a ninth place Major League Soccer team uh, outdrew... The first game in Los Angeles for the for the Los Chargers, Angeles. who yeah. were playing the Seahawks, by the way, you yeah. would right. think yeah. at least Seahawks fans and, would show and up. To my understanding, is there are a lot of Seahawks fans there as well. I'm sure there, there was. was. There was a huge yeah. Seahawks. Uh, yeah, they said that the Galaxy wow. drew twenty five thousand the night before, and then it was only twenty one thousand on Sunday for a capacity. I think the capacity is twenty seven thousand, so there's yeah. six thousand empty seats for their first game in Los Angeles. Oh, music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the best, Chargers. All right, so now for this week's topic. Uh, Where do we start? Last week, it was brought up that Ben, (laughs) he made the comment that he could have directed Titanic 
that was as re- good yeah. as James Cameron. <laughs> Bullshit. And, now, <laughs> before we elaborate on that, that was such a spectacular reveal. It's I was, uh, amazing. Yeah. No, it really that was is. something that. I, came forget, up. I was going to say, I forget that we haven't been friends long enough to know half these stories. <laughs> ben and I spent the better part of a trip out to the lake yeah. on a car ride discussing why he felt he <laughs> would oh, do how, a how did better, it last that long? A good job as James. It, do you not know yeah. Ben? Like, he thinks very highly of himself. Oh, yeah, and when right, you try to right. talk him out of it, <laughs> he digs his heels in and yeah. argues even harder. Yeah, that's that's, true. that's where the inspiration for this segment came. Is over the years, Ben has made numerous outrageous <laughs> claims of, of feats of strength and, and ability that he could do. <laughs> And uh, is he, is we he thought it'd be own, fun to highlight he's our those John Henry. And, yeah. oh, I was going to say Levar, Levar Ball. He's our own Levar Ball, isn't he? Like oh, I could beat Michael go. Jordan one on one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with my absolutely. hand tied behind my back or something. I don't know what he it's said. I'm just smiling Levar because Ball. I love talking about myself. <laughs> oh, well, this segment, my friend, is dedicated to you. Well, yes. Do we have a name Shall for we start the segment? The, well, this segment oh, yeah, needs yeah. a name. What ridiculous claims? I think hypothetical glory with D one. Glory. I'm all right with it. Oh, <laughs> of course, you're all right I love that. that. I will say That's before great. we get started, a shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Garcia. I wish to raise my kids with as much confidence yes. and self esteem. Yes, you did right. Yeah, yeah. Self esteem yeah. and the uh, self esteem yeah. Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, ben Garcia is a first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, first ballot for yeah. sure. So you know, well done. Oh, you thank you for this recognition. Yeah. Is it time for my speech? Yeah, you maybe. <laughs> I'll tell you this, you probably should, a couple more spankings probably could have gone a long way. Yeah. Like, yeah a little too far. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's start with the Titanic claim before we move on. You okay. gotta explain this. So how could you direct Titanic as good as James Cameron? So my point my point at the time, and, and I and I see that maybe my thought process wasn't exactly right. <laughs> what? I'm, getting, I'm getting a little Here comes older. A disclaimer. I'm getting a little older, so you know I'm becoming a little more mature and I start to see the air in my ways. But Wait, at the what? time my, my argument was this, is that James Cameron spent $200 million to make the movie. And it wasn't like he scrimped on anything. He had the best CGI person. He had the best script writer. He had the best this, the best lighting guy, the best that. He had all the best people working on this project. And so when you have that much collaborative talent working on a project, when you're at the helm and you start taking advice from the best people, I'm telling you that you're going to do a good job. I'm not saying that it was going to be maybe as fantastic, but what I w- the point I was making to Jeff was that in that position with all of those great people around you, it's really hard to fuck it up. <laughs> it's like being, it, it, it really, it's like being you know, it's like being the manager of the Dodgers this season, right? Uh, I mean, they've got so much this, collective this talent. Right they've got so much collective Wait, so talent. Could you have brought the Dodgers to where they're at right now? I listen in Dave Roberts' position. <laughs> absolutely, I think that oh, the Dodgers. Oh, new one. Oh, I got a new that, one. I didn't even have this one on the list. I think that I could have made these same decisions that Dave Roberts uh, has made, and I think yeah. that the Dodgers would be just as Clayton good. Kershaw at the beginning uh, of the season. No, that's yeah. the GM. GMs yeah. make that decision. I'm just yeah, running but you the ball. Put in a his lot ear. of input from the coach. Well, if it inspired him to play better, then yes, I would have done it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. So so your yeah, argument to, to for how you would make these things great, the yeah. Dodgers, Surround Titanic, yes. is that you would 
You but, would bring a bunch of people in and then sit back no, 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 quietly no, no, and let them do no. their job. That sounds exactly like something you would do is sit back and... <laughs> Did you just call me lazy? No. At home. No. <laughs> I said you're, you're kind of opinionated. I would be, I an, active, I would be an active part of that, of that conversation. But wait, that's where the problem is. Don't you think that there's a lot of flops <laughs> in Hollywood where they brought the best of everything and it was still a flop? You don't think that that ever it's happens? It's only because they hired Jim Carrey. Oh, not cool! Oh, wow, this topic is over. Yeah. Jeff is fuming right now. But I mean, so dare you. so here's the error in my way, and and it's it's the argument that I made with actually Dave Roberts yesterday is that, or not yesterday, last week, is that it takes a man to run. It, it takes a man to run, and 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 I didn't really realize at the time. Or a woman, or a woman. It takes a man to oh, run. Wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> Or one. Write all complaints to address to GIS, Mr. Reality. You need to have somebody that owns the room. You need to have somebody that commands respect. You need to have somebody that has the that has the knowledge to do whatever it is. So in the situation of being James Cameron, you know, it wouldn't have made a billion dollars. It would have made five hundred million. <laughs> That's a big difference, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah, it is all a right. big difference. Really, okay, but, quick question. Yeah. Would you have directed three amigos as good? No. Okay. All right. Just wanted to get what we're. What I think we're that thinking. was John Landis, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know who. Directed I don't know who directed it, it but whoever it was a masterpiece. He was a genius. <laughs> genius. Uh, let's let's go to another favorite outrageous claim of Ben's. Ben said this since he was in high school. No, it said if, it in college. In college. Yeah. All right. In a major league baseball season, if given the opportunity to play a full season, Ben would bat a hundred. With at least one home run. So let me tell you my logic, and I still to this day, <laughs> and I still to the, not going to happen. I'm 40 years old now, yeah. and so I can't get around on a fastball. Plus, my back hurts. So that that went by the wayside at about 35. But I think from 21 to 35, <laughs> I truthfully believe. And now here again, here's my logic. Did you, you have baseball in high school? I did. So you have you have the entire preseason. To, to take you know to, to take batting practice and to see live pitching and and to get into the groove and you have the entire season to do the same thing now I realize that when you bat 100 you're not going to get a whole lot of at bats but my argument was that if somehow I was great defensively in a position where I angels I warranted <laughs> yeah. yeah I could like for the angels this season where I could go Bullshit. out and I can play that one <laughs> defensive position well enough where they would allow me to continue to hit at 100 and I got 400 so, at-bats. I'm telling you that there would be enough ground ball with eyes or there would be enough like I, bloopers I over second hit base to be able to I hit 100. Hit and I'll, I'll tell you right now, I had, at the time, I had a lot of upper body strength. And I'm telling you right now that I could have gotten around on Ben's a fastball. pointing at his chest right now and <laughs> rubbing it vigorously. I would have been able to get around on at least one fastball in the season and tattooed the fucking shit out of see, it over, I, over, the, over I, the wall. I disagree I, with Vic. Vic thinks he could hit 100 but not the home run. I think he could hit the home run but not, no, the, I don't, I don't, not no, the 100. I, I think you could hit 100 exactly for what Ben said. He's going to find holes. He's going to get yeah. lucky. It, it's just going to happen. There's, I mean, not every Hey, when the third person, person plays back because I come up, I'm going to bunt it and I'm yeah, going to run. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not not every hitter hits the ball exactly where they want it to go. They get lucky every once in a while. You that, know what I'm saying? That's why but, I'm siding with Eric. But I think, I think in, it, if you get that many at-bats, that many swings, no. you know, no, he's ben, not hitting Ben's closing his eyes and swinging for the fences, yes. and he's going to eventually hit one of them. No, on because the you, know, you know how I know why you, you know how I know he's lesson? not going to hit a home run because the easiest pitch to hit a home run off is not a fastball, it's a curveball and he's not going to be able to hit any any major league pitcher's curveball. 
but here's it's where just not going to happen. I think the ball is coming at such a high rate of speed that if you connect it with the right spot, it's it's gone. Well, I, I mean, you, even me fail? without a great baseball swing, if you throw a hundred yeah. miles per hour no, and I catch it right, I th- I think. Well, not true. But like you said, the, the best one isn't going to be. And yeah. what you fail to fastball. realize is that when I made this claim, it was when steroids were just running rampant. <laughs> well, then yes. <laughs> well, then yes. I'm, I'm on board now. I'm on order, board with the whole run. In order to be yeah, on an equal playing field with everybody else, oh, I would have steroided enough. the shit fair out of it. Fair I would have been no. there. So fair I'm telling enough. you, I still I could have done it. I don't think you hit 100. I don't think you're going to hit a home run. You forgot. Pitchers, you, pitchers can hit 100. You didn't pitchers even don't even take batting practice. Huh? In our Olympics episode, you didn't even want to run the forty because you're hammy. Because you I had already heard it. Plate the first Ooh, that's a good question. He he that's, may he may have hit have the ball remember. over the wall, but would he have gone around all the bases? You have to remember, I was in my twenties. <laughs> I was in my late forties. I was in my late thirties when I did the. He would have the, the GIS. You're gonna pull a Bryce Harper on for fuck all you. Let's move on to the next one. He'd have been celebrating like he's Levar Ball hitting one four pointer. You guys forget you that I was not do it. That, that I was I was an athlete. Back then. <laughs> Swimmers were the most <laughs> athletic people in every, <laughs> every educational institution that I ever competed in swimming. We were always the most coordinated. We were always the most well in shape. That is true. And we were the best athletes on campus. <laughs> let's let's get to a couple claims really that, are, that are possibly feasible. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So Ben has also said he could kick a 20-yard field goal. I think you I can. Tried, I think you can do that. I, I, that one I do think. That's so, doable. That one I do. I did it. I did it once, and I I have a funny story to tell actually. Um, so we were at a bar. We're at uh, Shipmates and <laughs> Cerritos. That's a nice. terrible place to kick a field goal. Well, as it turns out, and for those of it's you, it's an awesome place. Uh, to kick and for those of you who haven't heard the story, so I'm sitting there. I'm drinking beers with the buddies and whatever. And it was kind of the pregame before we were going to go over to the local high school. We were going to kick the field goal, and I was going to walk off and you know Shout tell everybody to how great I was. Stadium at Grand High School, right? Wow. So so I this walk podcast. out. So I'm wow. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the bar. And so I'm telling these guys, listen, it's all about you take the steps back, you you know, come with me with your approach. So I go and I fake the motions of doing a, a field goal <laughs> and I slip. Ah, of yes. And I land. Gotta wear cleats. Like Charlie Brown. I mean, like Charlie Brown. Both, both of my feet go up in the air and I come and I land. It right was, Lucy take the it ball was away? the momentum of his kicking leg kicked so hard that it pulled his other leg out from under him. He forgot that he was pretend. That is, that, you know what? That is how, that is how uh, D one Ben is. Oh, yeah. even on a fake field goal kick, he it's all in. He went too yeah, hard. All one hundred and ten percent. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to pump the brakes every yeah. once in a while. So, yeah. So then I proceeded. I, I no did shame. actually go out to the to the field, and I was not. Well, able hold on. To the get... best part of that story is yeah. the walking by the kitchen and oh, listening to the uh, workers me. relive it and laughing. Oh, at, oh at man! But, yeah. So we uh, go out there, and, and that one I didn't do. And again, I guess with practice I can do it. But with that one, I tried. I, I, think I tried kicking it and uh, 20 I ended yards up topping is... it, and it just it just rolled. It didn't do anything. So it, it, that's definitely technique, and that's technique that you have to learn. You can't just if you don't know how to do it, you can't just get out there and do it. Oh, I I call bullshit on that because I actually went to what's the name of the field at Gar Hanford Grand Stadium, and I had never kicked a field goal in my life. I kicked a forty yard field goal. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. forty yards. It's back yeah. when they first used try? the wooden first boot. try. Oh. Yeah, Victor used the wooden boot for that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put that in Eric, the works. You don't, you don't think you can hit a 40-yard oh, I think I can. Oh, yeah. totally, yeah. yeah. Neither one you got to do. Oh, oh. wrong. <laughs> they have to do it with a soccer ball, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. On the no, I've been, I've been kicking the ball more. over the goal for years. Yeah, That's, there yeah. you go. <laughs> ben has claimed he could throw a football 50 yards in the air. 
So not bouncing. Right. Yeah. I, perfect I, spiral. I can see yards that. In the perfect that spiral. I actually think yeah. you could do. I did do it. Because you... <laughs> I you... threw that ball over the mountains there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the way this, this one came up... The way Is this, this one... also 21 or 35, or this now? One, this actually happened. I was I was in college. <laughs> this actually... I was actually in college, and we were watching Monday Night Football, and it was at the end of the first half, and I don't remember who the quarterback was, but... Case Keenum. No, it wasn't Case Keenum. <laughs> but at the end of, at the end of the first half, he was he took the snap, and he sort of runs off, and he ends up throwing the ball at short of the receiver. It, granted, it was about a sixty yard pass, but I had made the comment. I said, if this is an NFL quarterback, he should be able to throw sixty yards from his knees. And I said, For, hell, I can throw it fifty yards. And so. Everybody in the house was like, no fucking way you could throw it. And we had been drinking, of course. And so they, I said, I, I, listen, get me a football. Give me, give me the 50-yard line on a, on a football field, and I'll do it right now. And they said, okay. So they went. They found a football, and we ended up driving. Seems to be a theme in Ben's life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We I'll drove, do it right now. Yep. We, we drove to campus, and lo and behold, one of the gates to the stadium was unlocked. It was the, meant to be. So we, intervention. So we end yeah. up opening up the gate. We walk in there, and I throw the football 50 yards. Nice. No problem. The problem is that the police show up. <laughs> <laughs> and because they, they thought we were, we were a pick B, six. They thought it was a B&E, right? So, <laughs> so they, they go ahead, and so, like, I mean, we're all sitting there. We're all swimmers, <sighs> right? I don't, I don't even think I have a shirt on, right? And I'm sitting there with, on, the, on the curb with my hands kind of behind my back. They're not... Um, you know, handcuffed, but I'm like sitting there going, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and so they asked, you know, like, you know, do, you know, how long have you guys been here? How'd you get in? You know, did you climb the fence? And we said, no, no, the, the gate shorts. was unlocked. And so they went over, they checked, it wasn't locked, and they said, oh, all right, take it easy, guys. But the fact of the matter is, is that I threw it 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, and well I won, I won a bottle of Old English that nice. Wow. <laughs> wow, Old English, wow. definitely. Forty ounce, forty ounce. It was you, a forty ounce. So you bag. lost that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I won. In college. That's a win. The, the reason I believe that is I think throwing a football, that's a skill that I do not have, but I think it's mostly technique because I've had someone coach me up and I, I can't throw a football to save my life, but I've had someone, you know, show me the right grip and the right technique and I threw a decent pass. So I think that is more technique than it is strength. So I could totally picture Ben throwing, throwing a 50 yard bomb. I could see well, it. He does Was have it? ridiculous upper body technique. There was and, actually, most and people, strength. He, yeah, he threw there, a hammer in our Olympic that episode. That was like 200 a, yards, yeah, wasn't when it? People, yeah. When people have mental far. disabilities, they usually, their, their strength <laughs> is kind of... You know, actually, uh, a, a couple months ago, a couple months ago, on that. <laughs> I'm telling you, even to this day, like I'm still really strong. What I've lost is I've lost flexibility, right. and I've lost the fact that I, I just... I, you know, I pull muscles instead right. of. I know it's, it, it sucks. It sucks. That, it that does part just suck. sucks. Yeah. And so, yeah. a lot of the claims, a lot of the physical claims that you know I made when I was in my twenties, and you guys keep saying, "Oh, you're still in your prime. You're still in your prime." I realize today I can't do those things. Yeah, there. no. But yeah, it's different. But if it was strength related, or if you gave me enough time to train for it, I truthfully believe that I could still do a lot of the things that I claim. Oh, the smell of well, I love it. I love it. Yeah, we gotta we gotta make that happen. You got heart, Ben. Thank you. That's what I love about yep. you. That's right. I'm a throwback. <laughs> hey, listen, we found, we found out. Did you hear that, Michael Araujo? I'm a throwback. <laughs> uh, the only place to go from there is the Galaxy Update. Hammer. You know how do you preempt the Galaxy Update for that? That was ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
thought that was phenomenal. <laughs> no, that was impressive. It was everything I wished for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so good, Ben. So I'm going to jump into our LA Galaxy update. They played NYCFC this week. Last time they played NYCFC, uh, NYCFC came to the StubHub Center. I was there to witness it. The Galaxy beat them 5-1 to one in a drubbing, but this was back in 2015 oh. Oh. when the Galaxy were title contenders and New York was just an expansion side. Now the Galaxy are an absolute shambles, but NYFC is managed by my cousin, Patrick Vieira. Uh, if, you want, <laughs> oh. if, you, if you want to Google Patrick Vieira and then look at my picture, <laughs> you'll see the strong family resemblance there. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Google it. Yeah, Patrick we'll do Vieira. It. Do it. Do We're it. all on our phones right yeah, now. Just yeah. And, and then, it out. Uh, yeah, and then go look at my picture. You'll strong family resemblance oh, there. Yeah, totally. uh, So NYCFC <laughs> is near the top of the Eastern Conference. So I wasn't expecting uh, good things. Ben's laughing. I think he just found <laughs> Patrick Vieira. Did right he find a picture? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I can see the <laughs> so the fun thing about this game, I was able to take my dad to the game, took my pops. He's the one who took me to my first Galaxy game. So we usually make it out to a few games a year. We went earlier in the year, but we had my kids with me. So we didn't really get to kind of fully enjoy the stadium. So this time we got to take our lap and check everything out. And my dad was actually very impressed with all of the stadium upgrades that they've made. Uh, with the Chargers coming in, that brought a lot of money into StubHub Center. And so there's a lot of upgrades that went on around the stadium new screens my dad was mostly impressed oh. with screens in the bathroom when you wash your hands there's little tv screens nice. in there he was very impressed with that <laughs> and then uh, new temporary seating so there's bleachers on you know the grass berm that used to be there there's some temporary okay. seating um on the okay, corner the of the point. field <laughs> <laughs> so basically the, point the grass was green the lights were lit People were in their seats. I, the smell of popcorn and hot dogs were around us. So, how many yards can you throw a football? Fifty again? fucking yards. That's what I can do. That's riveting stuff. I'm sure. The, the point that I'm making here is that the game day experience at the StubHub Center is not broken. That is still. Even when the Galaxy are down, okay. going right. to the game on a summer night at 8 p.m. to watch the Galaxy play, go walk the stadium, there's bands playing, there's live music, it, there's just nothing better like a soccer game in the summer and StubHub Center. Yeah. At least the game atmosphere is still there. So nice. I'll, I'll give them credit where credit is due. So to the game, the Galaxy actually looked good in the first half. You, despite being out, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos was out of the lineup. He had an injury. But Allison Dreamy... Our guy, oh, yeah. Boateng, and Jonathan Dos Santos with his first home start. They were all attacking, making moves, and they just couldn't get that final piece. So after the first half, you felt like, okay, the Galaxy is going to turn it around. They're going to get it going. But unfortunately, you have to play two halves. And the second yeah, half dude. came, and the Galaxy went down two goals, part, partially because of NYCFC had some – you know, two nice looking goals. So you can't discredit them, but part of it was a galaxy breakdown. And so you, they just couldn't get it going. And then it, they ended up losing two zero. I don't think I want to say that they didn't deserve to lose, but at the same time, if you don't score any goals, you can't get it going. Even with all the chances they had, they were attacking, they were getting opportunities. They just couldn't put it in the back of the net. And in the end, that's their own fault. You can't say you're unlucky when you miss that many chances. They're just not good. So here's my issue. Once again, Gian Nasi Zardes has been an absolute shadow of himself. Uh, he had made zero impact. He's sucking it up big time. There's a gigantic hole in the midfield. They got this new player, Jonathan Dos Santos, and he's playing in the same position as Jermaine Jones and João Pedro, which is all defensive. So they have three guys playing defensive midfield, 
and then a 30-yard gap, and then Giassi Zardes, who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, you know, if he had Ben's legs. It's because he has the Mike Trout haircut. That's why. <laughs> so they, they needed a playmaker. They need a playmaking midfielder who's offensive minded to link up with the forward and a forward who could finish. And they just don't have those things. So they went out and made this move to get Jonathan Dos Santos. And it was 100% the wrong move. Even though Jonathan Dos Santos is a good player, he showed a lot of hustle. But he's just, he's not, he's a hard worker, but he's just not what they need right now. I actually have a theory about why they picked up. Dos Santos, other than... So their brothers could hold hands and... LeVar <laughs> uh, Dos Santos told them... Uh, <laughs> yes. They had to... Yeah. LAFC made a big splash uh, this past week where they just they signed a, a Mexican national player. And, and my first thought was, that's why the Galaxy got Dos Santos, because he's a Mexican... And they didn't want to lose those Mexican fans to LAFC. Crap. And I think that's what... They, they knew Vela was going to LAFC and they had to do something counter to counter that with the Mexican fans. And I think that's why they picked up the uh, Dos, Dos Santos. But if you get, <laughs> if you get good players... That's going to make up for, you know, pandering to to the Mexican national team fans. Right. Because most Mexican national teams fans don't want to see their players in Major League Soccer because they think it's going to bring down their quality of play. So I just, I don't think it was the right move. And I think Jonathan Dos Santos is a good player, but it just wasn't the right move for the Galaxy. So they lost again. They're riding an eight-game winless streak in Major League Soccer play. They get the weekend off to think about what they've done. I want them to think about the, what they've done. Go sit in the corner, <laughs> you reflect, <laughs> you come back and talk to me, and you let me know what you can do better next time, LA Galaxy. Is, uh, has the uh, new coach made a difference? This is why Any I think he has. He has. In the, in the games that he has coached, you see the players are at least in position. <laughs> I mentioned that they have... They're playing the wrong position, in my opinion, but they're right. at least have they have a shape, they have an identity. Siggy Schmidt, when he used to coach the Galaxy, he'd send guys down the wing and they cross it in, and then it's a forward's job to put it away. And you see that same exact thing. Emmanuel Boateng is just running down the wings and, and he's crossing the right guy it to in. Do that Isn't yeah. that kind of like running the yeah. the triangle offense? Yeah, he today. has a scheme. Yeah, he has a scheme, he, but it's worked well for him, and it, it's kind of an American. That's why I got fired style. from Seattle last year. Right? <laughs> at this point, this season is. A, a total bust. So, so let me ask this. Well, they're ninth. They're ninth place. Nine points out of a playoff spot. So, nine points is just three wins. So, if they get three wins and a team above them loses loses three, three times, it's it's not totally gone. But the, with ten game, I don't know, ten eleven games left, the room for error is very bleak. I don't think they can do it. But you can't write them off just yet. Okay, so Especially let's, when let's make the assumption that that they don't make the playoffs yep. this year, which is would, you, wouldn't you, be a, an unfair assumption. You said that they that they signed the uh, the dos dos Santos, whatever yep. his name is, Cuatro Santos, <laughs> as as the as their third designated player. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking in terms of real sports, where you sign a long term contract <laughs> yep. and you have that person for three or four years. Yep. So does that mean that with your three designated players that you can't sign if if Zlatan yep. came available? There's no way you could make room yep. for him. The the rumor is that the. You know, president of the club mentioned if Zlatan come, becomes available or someone like a Zlatan, that they would move one of their players in order to get him. But but you're absolutely you hit the nail right on the head. They're, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Better than anyone else. Better than anyone ever hit a nail. Yeah. On the world. <laughs> I have two kids, by the way, so I always get it right. He's only tried twice. <laughs> There's so, a lot of self rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you recover from that. <laughs> My fine, I just want to go out saying thoughts and prayers to the legend Ric Flair. 
Oh, yeah. surgery done. That's right. Oh, so I just want to give him a big loud. Yeah. It, was reported, it was reported to be heart problems, and then right. the WWE says that it's not heart problems. So we don't know what so it it's is. Heart it's heart problems. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so he was well, yeah, medically. prayers. Yeah, so shout out to Ric Flair. On that note, we're out of here, right? Yeah. We covered everything. I think we went at least 90 minutes, right? Oh, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, it's like a like, king show. It's like a galaxy. We are Guys in Shorts. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Or on Instagram at Guys in Short Sports. We're on Facebook, Reddit, all those. You can get all that info on guysinshorts.com. You can find the store there. Please leave a voicemail for us. Tell us uh, tell us uh, a challenge that Ben can <laughs> should, should be able to do. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him to do it. Send us a tweet. We should get comment on the like Facebook group. We love, we love yeah. seeing that stuff. Voicemail is 562-450-3356. And of course, as always, please share the show. Review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can subscribe there also. That's it. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! <laughs> the good times. The bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what A little cymbal crash at the end there. Woo! <laughs>